0: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is Daniel Ricardo and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Good! Good evening and welcome to what is officially the greatest sports radio show on the planet. Thank you to Daniel Ricardo for introducing myself, Beefy, and the other half of three hundred sixty five days of sport, the man from Auckland, the man with a plan, the man on the base, the man, the machine. Robert Bryce.
1: Good evening, Beefy. Good evening, listeners. I'm actually a bit run down right now. Really? A bit knackered. Like huge, you... huge weekend. Oh really? Yeah, sort of a triple header, quadruple header. Yeah. And when I thought the weekend was over, what happened is accidentally on Monday, it was my birthday.
0: Yeah, accidentally. Yeah, it
1: didn't mean to that it wasn't part of the plan. Yep. got home and think, oh, it's a quiet recovery, but um, flatmate Bruce bought me a bottle of red. <laughs> flatmate Dove volunteered to buy me some Guinness. I just thought he was going to come back with a 6 and We came back with a slab. Nice. And uh, there was Oof. only three left on Tuesday morning.
0: Ooh. It was a
1: great boys' night in, man talk. Man talk. And a phenomenal uh, movie arrangement. We had Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yep. Followed immediately by Rambo Four. Rambo Four. Yeah, I think it was important that they got to four in the Rambo. Yeah. Uh, series Isn't there a there? fifth
0: one being planned or something? Uh, I read.
1: I haven't. I haven't read that. Oh, but I, I think I, so. I think that's a good idea. Do you? Yeah. You haven't I'm, caught part number four.
0: I haven't caught the first three or four.
1: Okay. You, so that's that's none of them. Uh, none of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's I, I, I was keen.
0: To. I was keen to find out. I want to see him play Buscashi. I really do.
1: That's in three.
0: Three. That's the yeah. one I should watch.
1: Yeah, that's the one. Well, yeah. you didn't see the Buskashi in the end,
0: did you? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. Bukassi yeah. Buskashi in Kazakhstan, yeah. yeah. How, was the,
1: how was the the weekend on Beefy's life? Uh some time f- ago f- now. Fantastic,
0: actually. Uh Friday, um what did I do Friday? did some sport or something. Yeah. And then Saturday was You the went to Speedway, Speedway, of course. Yeah, Speedway on Saturday night, played cricket Saturday, the comeback. Right. right. Thirty nine, got caught on a boundary rob. Oh, disappointing. Late runs, and then uh, one one for fifteen off eight overs. Mm-hmm. 12 of which were off the outside edge.
1: That's a bit edgy. Yeah. Did anyone die at the speedway?
0: No, not. It was pretty. uh, There was a few crashes into the fence, but nobody, no broken necks. No no
1: ambulances involved.
0: No ambulances this time. It was pretty mundane.
1: Bit more lackluster.
0: Bit less, uh, bit less action. But uh, that's the way the riders prefer. They don't like breaking their necks every uh, every meeting. Right, right. Yeah.
1: How was the feedback from last week? Was it all the buzz? Were you raging?
0: You're energetic. I think the buzz is great. Yeah. It's. uh, I think they're getting used to us, Rob. Okay. Uh, I had, um, somebody came up to me on Saturday night and said, uh, I like that Rob Bryars. Oh, wow. I know.
1: It's not Rob Bryden. Not
0: Rob Bryden. As yeah, fine. Yeah. He said, yeah.
1: gentlemen to bet. Yes. Um, now i mean
0: meant to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> um, yes. I,
1: I've come up with, I've been doing a lot of thinking about things. Oh yeah. I've come up with a brilliant strategy yep. of how we're going to take it to the masses. Okay. When the timing's right, when we feel the momentum is in full flight, we're going to become shock jocks. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So
1: here's the plan. Here's what well, Okay. Here's what we'll I'm listening. Listen carefully. Yeah. Right with the time's right, I'll just say something yep. like mega racist. Like, full blown. Okay. Like, you're just offend, it's uh, hugely offensive. Right. And, um, and if I, no, no, forget that. Yeah, I'll do a uh, triple, triple whammy. Good idea. I'll do, I'll do racist, homophobic, um, oh, and yeah. what's the other one? Sexist. Okay. All three of them in one hit. Okay. And i will outrage everyone. Yep. Everyone will go, oh, that was terrible, that's terrible, what's what? there'll be a witch hunt on social media. Yep. I'll be being chastised. I'll have to go in, like, the project oh. and do a, a Formal apology to the whole of Australia.
0: Okay, like this.
1: And then, right then, I'll go, no, 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 it wasn't me. I was just playing a game. I was acting. I was actually doing an impression of Pauline Hanson. Or Donald Trump. Or Trump.
0: Or one of those. Either one. Yeah. And then. uh, I'd like us to keep our role at SEN, though, Rob. Going. Right. No, but they'll
1: forgive me because they'll see it was an act. Promo. It was promo. It was promo. And so they won't get five for that, I don't think. Okay. I think if I contact Pauline beforehand.
0: (laughs) get her on as a guest and you can just agree with her yeah yeah
1: and then we have to avoid the whole defamation thing somehow
0: yeah perhaps you should just dress in a burka like while you're doing the show well
1: what i was thinking for pauline's popularity yeah pauline hansen needs to team up with the band hansen like if Imbot was cranking when she came in with the burka and everyone go man pauline's classic (laughs) Check that out. She going do right. she'll go through the roof then.
0: Uh, all the follow up hits that Hanson had. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I don't
1: know she'd like nice three young Aryan yeah. boys, wouldn't she?
0: Oh she'd love it. Yeah. yeah. There
1: yeah. we go. No. But oh, for so it's in the background. Every time she does something offensive, it's Mbop yeah. playing. Yeah. Stop softens the blow.
0: There it is. Yes, Pauline. It's a classic. You could see it dancing in the burger.
1: I wonder if they can still do it now they're grown up and the voice. Well, they were here not then.
0: that long ago. They well, were they're... back on tour, yeah.
1: I think they're like indie, uh,
0: yeah, indie sort of kids nah, now be, It's yeah. A bit cooler. They'd be a bit soft, soft pop, wouldn't
1: it? I think I'd be impressed if he can still hit those high notes now. I
0: don't think he can. I think he's uh, grown a bit of hair. Okay. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, the drummer. Used... The drummer grew oh, up. talking more about the. No, Taylor. we're not talking about Hanson. He had
1: kids, I heard oh, at about. Oh, did he? 15 Was he called Taylor
0: or something? Was that the drummer? Uh... Oh, it could be Zach. No, Zach, Zach was the drummer yeah, Taylor was the Zach. guy up front and okay. there was a cool bassist like you Rob just right. stood there and didn't say a word
1: no there was no he was a guitar player they didn't oh. actually have a bass player oh didn't they it was, oh, not one of, none of the brothers was the oh, bass player Ah, there you go
0: Yeah. what about Save Africa 2023 World Cup rugby they got awarded it this week
1: they won did they
0: well, they've won the right to host the 2023 World Cup. Oh right, I couldn't really yeah. understand what you're I Sorry, you are oh, saying. Sorry, I know like, it's
1: late. I thought you were saying like under 23. Or no, nothing. the 2023
0: World Cup has so been awarded. Beat out Ireland and France to for the rights to host the World Cup. Oh, so that's
1: going to be good. They've been there since 95, uh, of course. Mm, yes, the that's right. One where famous. The All Blacks got poisoned, so. Just have to get up on that occasion. Our unbeatable yeah. team, Jonah Lomo in full flight. Yeah, mm.
0: the uh, the Underwood Stampeder. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. my my cat. Yeah. Also, uh, Jonah ran over the top off, which is quite pleasing. Pretty solid. Um, Have you been watching the Rugby League World Cup?
1: I've be honest, no, I've not watched. I don't think anyone has, to be honest. Game. I I don't even know. How? What's the format? Is it? Is it two pools, three pools, three pools, three pools?
0: I don't think anyone cares. I mean, look, let's be honest. There's three teams in it, isn't there? Yeah. Australia, England, New Zealand. That's it. Papua New Guinea probably. Actually, they beat Wales fifty to eight. That's how really. That's how good Wales are.
1: God, I wouldn't have expected that. No. Do they have Scotland?
0: Yes, Scott, oh, I think so. Um, Ireland played. Um, yeah. France played. Lebanon. France. Played Lebanon. Lebanon got up, I think, oh, late yeah. on. Yeah.
1: Okay, that renowned world rugby league soccer it's, power, Lebanon. Yeah.
0: Italy are playing as well, but I don't think there's any Italians in the team. They're all NRL players. It's just,
1: okay. it, uh, it's it,
0: it's just a joke. Rugby Is league. it? Is it Melbourne? isn't it. Uh, some of the games. Some well, the Friday games. night they kicked off uh, okay. Australia so versus. Just don't worry about it. Watch England, the final
1: when it comes along. And which would be Australia New means. Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And we win about one in five games against Australia. Yeah. Statistically. Yeah. Yeah, because the last World Cup, I think we'd won two of the last 15. Yeah. no, well, you know? We won. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, well, look, go. One before last, I think.
0: All right. Talking about New Zealand.
1: Oh, we're back in again. In, in New Zealand A news. in New Zealand last week.
0: I know. I, I've it's decided I'm going to yeah. bring in some red hot New Zealand news. All right. A soon-to-be-married Hastings couple were reunited with their babies yesterday afternoon after they were stolen. Alexia Barbarusis and Ricky Dews, two pet lambs, Willis and Pantalides, were taken from their St. Leonard's home on Sunday afternoon, but were found after being resold on Facebook. Oh. Who's selling lambs <laughs> on Facebook? After a quiet Monday morning with no bars to wake up, wake her up, Mrs. Barbarusis was buzzing when at lunchtime she was told she could go and pick them up after work. Mm. I should get you to this. I'm so stoked. I can't believe it. That's awful, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't think we would get them back. Well, hang on, hang on. Are
1: we doing Māori or are you doing the white accent?
0: I think it's the white accent because she's called Barbarousas. So the and... white
1: accent, you just open your mouth properly, you speak like that. Oh, okay. So from New Zealand, you talk like that.
0: When I went collected them, they came sprinting over to me like they knew exactly who I was. It was beautiful. The lambs were taken when the couple had had left to visit family at 3 p.m. to help organize their upcoming wedding. They popped home at 6 p.m. to feed the lambs, and they found them missing.
1: Who's buying lambs in New Zealand? Everyone has a pet sheep in New Zealand. I was going to say,
0: who's buying them on Facebook? That's that's (laughs) the (laughs) strangest bit of that story. The
1: thing was, as kids, we we lived in proper urban dwelling part of Auckland. We did, for about a year, have a pet pet sheep.
0: You all do. You all do. That's uh, run-of-the-mill stuff. Anyway, I've got more Kiwi news. Go for it. Former New Zealand youth international goalkeeper, mm. uh, Max Crocombe, he was playing for Salford City in non-league in England. He was sent off for urinating on the pitch during a match.
1: During the game? Yeah. Was it even a, a break and play?
0: Well, uh, he just basically got caught short and he nipped off to have a wee.
1: Oh, he ran off the ground. Well,
0: the allegedly he ran off the pitch to the side and ran the side of the stand, right. just weed up against the wall. What,
1: so what sort of crowd size are we talking about?
0: Uh, Salford City get about oh, 1,500. Okay. Yeah, so there's a fair few in, but it's quite funny, actually. Crogan uh, was left red-faced after he sent off a urinating during his size 2-1 win at Bradford Park Avenue on Saturday. The stopper clearly couldn't wait to go and was dismissed in the 86th minute of the National League North game, forcing outfield player Richie Allen to go in goal. Salford, this is interesting, who are part-owned by the famous Class of 92 Manchester United uh, players, Gary Phil Neville, Paul Scholes, Nicky Butt, Ryan Giggs, were initially unaware of what their goalkeeper had been sent off for. The club's official Twitter account, Red Card, Crocombe sees Red for something off the ball. No one has a clue what's happened. And then Bradford Park Avenue were also in clear as to what happened, tweeting, Red car, this is bizarre. Salford goalkeeper Max Crocombe has been dismissed and no one knows why. <laughs> However, they were soon enlightened as to what happened, adding, We can confirm that Crocombe has been sent off for urinating during the game. Right. We are not joking. Yeah. Yep. So uh this is quite the funny uh, twist. Of it. Match of the Day presenter Gary Lineker tweeted about the incident, writing, If that's true, I'd have been given a lifetime ban for a shit because he famously... <laughs> Crapped himself during the 1990 World Cup match right. on the field. Mm. So he went in for a slide tackle and just let loose.
1: Definitely harsh on the referee there. I mean, it's a call of nature. Did, did he, would, he is, he, would the referee have prepared him to piss his pants? Is that what he said? Probably, you're yeah. This is not unlike uh, when Alan Border was going off about the young Dean opening, Jones. opening batsman. No, well, that's the old school in the oh, 80s. Yeah, yeah. The young opening batsman who. Um, oh, Renshaw. Renshaw. Yes. He had to run off because he was going to lose track of things. Yeah. And came back towards an AB, was just going, oh, that was, oh, I hope he's near death in there. That's, that's not good enough. <laughs> let's just, uh, yeah, let's just fill, all fill our pants on the, on the pitch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh,
0: remember, if you've got any, uh, urination stories being caught short, you can give us a call on 9429 1116 at any time or send us an SMS on 0433 98 First of all, we have to thank Cedar Rob. We do have to thank Masita. They've been looking after us very oh, well. Oh, that's it. Masita, they are the best team sportswear in Australia. Whatever sport you play, check out masita.com.au or give them a bell, 1-300-MASITA, M-A-S-I-T-A. They're a Dutch company. They've been going nearly 100 years. They are the top sportswear manufacturer in Holland. And uh, if you want some quality gear, Never to be repeated prices. Mm. Get hold of those guys in Masita. They also throw in sponsorships from people like Samsung and TCL and Hewlett Packard. Mm. So if your club is looking for a great deal, get hold of Masita. They yes, won't you let you down. Very well delivered. How good yeah. is that? Very, I'm, I'm taking myself as sure. the voiceover guy.
1: Just the, uh, in regard to those callers who you positioned yeah. before, if you do want to, if you have other subjects besides defecation, urination, yes yeah. uh, oh also yeah, goes without not, or not compulsory to. Cover if, you those, a, uh, if you had
0: a, if you had a pet sheep. Sure. <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just reflecting on the news.
0: So uh, we're going to get bombarded with Kiwis now, just ringing, yes, yes, bro, I had a pitchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I'll definitely want to keep talking to you if you use that accent too, that'll uh, work out. well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they love it, Rob, they love it. What else in the news? Oh, this is pretty fantastic. It's been revealed that Australian hard man, mm. Mitchell Johnson, Yep. who uh, famously was welcomed by the Barmy Army into uh, Ashes Cricket. So he, um, he admitted that, sure. that that really, really got to him. Yep. So how do you think he blocked it out?
1: Um, I think, did he hear something else? Channel something else?
0: He channeled Let It Go Good. from Frozen. So he started singing this to himself on, when he was walking back to his run <laughs> So to block out the Barmy Army.
1: Can you imagine this? Let It Go from Frost. <laughs> I think he was Frozen, trying to, is it? from Frozen,
0: Frozen, yeah. I think he was thinking about it. He was talking this to himself when he was bowling, and when he's run out because let it go, <laughs> just in case he grabbed onto it,
1: <laughs> and he let it go well on leg side apparently, <laughs> that's and, right. and
0: and the offside. <laughs> yeah, right. You a fan of Frozen, I mean, Rob?
1: Well, I hadn't come across it I until I was visiting New Zealand. My godson Rex, who's Rexy, uh, Rexy, six years old. I think he was about four at that point. Yep. And uh, that was my first encounter with Frozen. Actually, it was during our 365 tour. Oh, Saturday yeah. Night. We'd just gone and done breakfast TV in New Zealand. Yep. And I hung out with the Godson, but a good son, bit of Frozen. About I it. do recall that song.
0: Yeah. Uh, we just got a text in from uh, oh, somebody who's anonymous, but uh, quite funny. The lady's called barbarousus and she's got Ooh, sheep.
1: how about that? Brilliant. Love it. Yeah, we love a bun. pun, don't we? Yeah, you do. Oh, is there any news from Melton this week?
0: It's pretty hot out there. Why is that? Well, it's Melton, eh? It? Hottest place on earth.
1: You messed it I up. I stuffed that you up didn't I, the I think we we're going the I wrong way. I set it up perfectly. I know you Should did. Should do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. What's new to Melton?
0: Well, it's uh, pretty hot out there. Why is that? Well, well it's Melton.
1: <laughs> did we say Melton? <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get a bad joke can't right. Can't even
0: get it. Anyway, so um, that's uh, Mitchell Maybe we'll Johnson. We'll need a recording for that. A yeah, grab. we just press it. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a sting from now on. But uh, you said it quite well, Rob. Right? I just stuffed it up. Um, so Michael Vaughan interviewed Johnson uh, and he told him, why would you tell people that, You, you singing Let It Go to yourself? <laughs> um, he said the Barmy Army had really done a job on him, he got inside his head. Mm. Uh, but Graham Swan, his favourite moment from the ashes is when Mitchell Johnson came out to bat. Uh, in Sydney, yeah. So the Barmy Army was singing that to him yeah, all yeah, the way yeah. up to the crease. Chris Tremlett then bowled him first ball. That's right. Then they sang him all the way back yeah. to the pavilion at the same well, time. flatmate Tom, so. Bruce, he was at that game. Oh yeah, there you go. Game. Loved it. Now talking of the Barmy Army, how funny is this, right? This is I got this email. Friend of the show, yeah. Paul uh, Winslow. Yes, he sent me this. He says uh, the Barmy Army. There is a pre-ashes get together being organised this Saturday at the George. 75 to 77 Borough Hill Street in Southwark. The nearest station is London Bridge, if you go in. Starts at midday, typically, typically goes on until fairly late, so it is a genuine training session for the upcoming campaign. All fans most wel- welcome, especially those coming on their first tour. Hope to see lots of Barmies there. Oh, so that's great. So they're having a uh, pre-tour training session yeah. in the pub yeah, yeah, just yeah, to make yeah. sure they can cope with long hours it's, of it's drinking. That's important. You, yeah. can't,
1: you can't muck around with that stuff. That's it's, how it's,
0: seriously the Barmy Army take it.
1: It's not, I would say it's pretty close to going to war. This sort of mental state you need to be in. You know? Well, it's, oh,
0: talking about going to war, oh. uh, you're... Uh, amazingly, yeah. I haven't even given you these One stories. Those, accidental throws. Accidental segues. Yeah. Uh, David Warner's recent comments about the ashes is back going to war and everything else. Oh. You know his wife, yeah. this Candice Warner?
1: I don't know her. She's an
0: iron woman. I've not met her. She it. seems to be cropping up on lots of media. You know, yeah, you wanted to be controversial, Rob. Now's the chance. Really? Because this woman is clueless. I was
1: obviously being uh, ironic. Yeah.
0: This woman is clueless, and I don't know why anyone would want to hear her opinion on anything, because, you know, basically... She has none, and she's bigging up herself. I mean, she had to make a name for us. Did you watch the kitchen show she was in? Made oh. an ass for herself in there as well. <laughs> anyway, she um, she came out and joined in the verbals about Ben Stokes. What? She claimed she attacked Ben Stokes on air in a pseudo role as a kind of a social media right. or media kind of activist. Um, she basically... Had a go at Stokes because of the way he attacked these guys in the car park. Now she conveniently forgets that her husband punched a bloke, a fellow cricketer, in the head in a nightclub in Birmingham. For the same thing. I mean, it's probably a bit well, less that's, extreme, yes, that's but right. she's having and, a go. And, and
1: he was actually standing up for something. So yeah, for, well, for gay rights. It turns
0: out that Ben Stokes is actually defending two gay guys who are being hassled by a. Uh, a couple of blokes, and they were threatening them not only with verbals, with yeah. bottles and all sorts, and Stokes took it upon himself yeah, yeah, to sort yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, look, the the story is that um, he's probably going to not appear in the ashes, but uh, Candice Warner, she even says, David wasn't charged when he hit Joe Root. Right. She admitted it. He was banned for two games. Why yeah. wouldn't Ben Stokes get reprimanded? This is a lot worse. This is way worse.
1: He did get reprimanded, I thought. Sto- Stokes.
0: Well, he's going through that process now. So um, the fact that uh, Warner, Mrs. Warner, thinks that uh, an unprovoked attack by right. her husband on Joe Root is perhaps less serious than uh, Stokes' standing up for gay rights.
1: There's some logical flaws in the thinking, yeah. perhaps. There. Clueless. As soon as, well, soon as she's
0: out of the public eye, the better. Right. I, That's, well, That's she's, just she's my opinion. the public
1: eye for me. I don't know anything about her <laughs> whatsoever. That's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, anyway. don't, I
1: don't feel any more informed now, to be honest. I was
0: just a little bit annoyed. No, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, well, we better... That's the end of the news, Rob. Oh, just yep. like that. Flew yep. by again. Right. To that texter, yes. Uh, Johnson did take 37 wickets in the last tour, but England were rubbish.
1: Yeah. I uh, mentioned Johnson, a great bowler. am not, not saying he's not a great bowler.
0: Well, yes. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> but there you go. It's the 2000, the, the previous ashes were very good. Yes seen him disintegrate (laughs) anyway we better take a break we'll be back what's after the break Rob
1: greatest oh worst song in the world
0: oh we'll do that one okay 365 days of sport
1: so we played the first song that came to his head it just so happened to be it was the worst song in the world it was the worst song in the world Song, it's clear above, because the words not fit And the song is
0: shit. You're a shit. you suck! That's the great words and voice of Rob Bryars. there. Mm. He's obviously, talented.
1: it was a, a song that before I changed the words. Yeah, obviously. I, I, get, I can't get in trouble for copyright for that, I don't know.
0: No, it's a parody. You can get away with it. Give parody is that. okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, sweet. Good I'm up know. on all that,
0: Rob. Well done. Kind of. Anyway, I uh I remember where I was Friday night. I said I did a bit of sport all weekend. Uh I was at Mooney Valley yeah. Friday night. And this is what led me into my choice this week of worst song in the world. Sports related. Sure. I think I
1: know where we're going here.
0: Well, Actually, uh, I saw Cram, I think Nick, Se- Nick Sester. Is it Sester? Chester? Yeah, Sester, yeah. Sester Jet, of um, Jet. Yeah. yeah, they were there on Friday night playing songs, and uh, it was quite good. Uh, Cram was really getting into it. Flying away, puts, was he? Puts in a good show, yeah. Anyway, I didn't have a, that great a night, actually. Um, eight races bet, eight yeah. losers. Really? Yeah, bugger.
1: W- like even placings,
0: or? Oh, yeah, a couple of seconds, but yeah. that's no good. No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, on go, the bonce, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Sure. Anyway, so to go. I tuned into the Cox plate. Mm. And they, you know my theory now about people like Mike Brady. They wheel out these blokes. Yeah. You're in, you're yeah. at The same events yeah. to, to go the same old tired rubbish. Yeah. Even though their so voices... So goes well
1: once. And rather than come up with something new, something yeah. different, better, they go, nah, let's do it again, and, do again it. Yeah, and again and again right. every single it's time. It's like getting meatloaf
0: every yeah. year for the AFL Grand Final. Just
1: <laughs> waiting for it. It's, it's like doing a really bad joke about Melton every <laughs>
0: Excellent idea. Yeah. Oh, mmm. That's giving me second thoughts. Anyway, so, look, everyone knows already what I'm going to play because old Dazza, he's struggling. He really is struggling. The voice is going. I know he was sick. You know, he's been sick and I think it's just taking its toll. But he only, he only has to do one song a year and he's okay. So, we'll just replay the Saturday at the Cox Play. together now. He goes a bit crazy now. I think his uh, I think his guitarist is bailing him out a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he's finding it difficult to go between the the full voice and the falsetto these yeah. days.
0: I don't think he's quite made up his mind about what he wants to do. (laughs) (laughs) It just goes a bit... (laughs) That's his, that's the guitarist.
1: I think it's quite natural for the voice to age like that. It gets a bit raspy. Yeah. He's still basically got the pitch right. Yeah, but it's just the uh, inflictions, Yeah, uh, this substantial change in tone. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. and he,
0: he just gets a bit carried away because he knows oh, he's, he's enjoying
1: himself. Yeah, I'm trying to think where I first came across that song. It was either on I heard it on Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Or it might have been Con Air, maybe right at the end. Oh, really? When he gets Con back Air, Con Air with Nicholas Cage as Nick- the yeah, convict. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When he gets back together finally at the end with the daughter and the wife. Yeah. And, and all okay. that stuff. And well, the action's all over.
0: this is another reason why, as well, I'm nominating this as Worst Song in the World. Right. Melbourne Victory fans, especially in the South End, have adopted this as their victory song. So when uh, Melbourne Victory win, that's your which team. is never this season, Right. Um, the Victory fans all of a sudden have decided that it. they're going to sing Daryl Braithwaite and Horses. Uh, they I sing it in unison. I don't but really get that. I, I don't quite get it either, but it's kind of better than The other, I should have actually. You've just given me a reminder about um, that. The victory song has Mm. now disappeared. Victory, the brave, which is a take on um, Scotland the brave. Right, that's awful as well. We should have. We'll do that another time. But this is this is the victory fans in the south end. That uh, when Melbourne victory win a game, we do we kind of do this in unison. You went. The clapping. The clapping comes in unison now. You ready, Rob? Here we go. All together now, everyone in Melbourne. Sky,
1: little darling, and if you fall, I pick you up. I pick you up. The thing I don't get, honestly, above all else, the, the context of it. I yeah. mean, that's the end of a football match. Yeah. Let's all sing a love song.
0: Yeah. About uh, horses.
1: About horses, and I don't know. Is what? It, it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I think that's the uh, that's the beauty of it, Rob. It's, it doesn't have to it's totally make irrelevant. sense. It just brings everyone together. There's,
1: there's, there's lyrical things that could cross over. It's like Port Adelaide, and apparently the team sings "Never Tear Us Apart" before they go on the AFL. Oh, pitch. really? Before yeah. they go on? Yeah, as a as a group, oh. a, a group of men oh, singing yeah. Never Tear Us Apart." I was um, standing. You were there. <laughs> Well, it's going And go, you know, that does, that's like a that. strange option.
0: Yeah, it is strange. Um, University of North Texas, the uh, the Mean Green Fighting Eagles, mm. when they won a game, which is also not very often when I was there, they used to sing Lean on Me, which is kind of a togetherness yeah, uh, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's togetherness. I mean, best. Melbourne Victory, before the games nowadays, they yeah. stand, uh, stand by me. Stand but, by um,
1: me, lean on me. Yeah.
0: Lean uh, on there me we go. when you're not strong. Are we going to get impressed? more no. no, no,
1: no. no. We'll cut that That's one it. Short. I know
0: I'm Welsh and I get the sing. It's like that Dean Saunders line, isn't it? You're, get, your, get your mic out, Dean. Mm. You know, sing along. You yeah. can all sing where you're from.
1: Well, like Carl Pilkington. Keep your mouth talking. Eventually <laughs> we'll come out with something pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, well, should we move on to uh, part uh, two? The, of gra- gra- oh. the,
0: the section everyone likes.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Greatest Sporting Benders, Carl. Greatest Sporting Benders, yeah! I'm just living the
0: dream, man. Right, Rob. Mm. After your mammoth Sunday night, yeah. case of Guinness, minus three. Monday night. Of, well, Monday night, sorry. Bottle Red. Yeah. Greatest Sporting Benders should be Rob Bryce this week, but it's not. Who is it?
1: It's one I've been avoiding for a long, long time. Okay. Because the, everyone knows this one. I'm not educating anyone. Yeah. I always try to find something different. Yeah. Something out of line. Something. I try to educate people.
0: Okay. You know?
1: That's well, what it's all about. All I've got to say is David Boone.
0: Okay. We have avoided this, haven't we? We have avoided this one. Because
1: yep. it's the first one everyone sees as soon as you mention yep. the segment. Go. Oh, have you heard about David Boone? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, it's mainstream media. Yeah. Really, mainstream what have you got
0: that's different then?
1: Well... I'll just quickly go through for those, a recap on what happened here. So yep. it's a great as moment. moment. Uh, David Boone drunk 52 cans of beer on the way to England on a flight in 1989. Uh, while Boone has refused to talk about it, several teammates swear he downed 52 beers on the way to the 89 series, breaking a record of 44 set by Doug Walters and Rod Marsh on earlier tours. Yep. Um, now, there's been... He denies it. The, a lot of people that were there witnessing, they do not. Now, some guy has put a post up on social media which quite controversially Ooh. disputes whether David Boone could have possibly even done this. He thinks it's scientifically ah, impossible. Okay. Although I say with scientifically with inverted commas there because right. there's huge flaws in some of this. Who has put this together... He's got the title of this little graphic. says, David Boone, a berry tale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A scientific... It's got a, actually, he's got an asterisk.
0: Oh, next is he? Because he's not a scientist, he's basically. probably
1: not. A scientific look at the claim that on the 89 Ashes flights, David Boone drank 52 beers. So he's got a series of facts here, which he just sort of spurts out. Yep. Could be disputed, possibly not. Ah. The record for beers on an Ashes flight was 51 by Rod Marsh. Don't ask why, it just is... <laughs> <laughs> so then it says and breaks it down flying time is 28 hours Yeah. he says toilet time is 210 minutes what three and a half hours he reckons he would have spent no well this is where I'm going there's no way he's getting this right take off landing he t- subtracts another 180 minutes another, another three hours oh it's four goes, two stop-o- flights stop-over. yeah okay but yeah. It's can, not quite you, that long. You can still keep drinking on the way down, just not necessarily on the way up. And it's 9.89. Like they gave him monkeys yeah. back then. <laughs> they would have been people, in business. I flew to Disneyland when I was in 1988 on Continental. People were smoking on planes. Yeah. It's a whole different kettle of fish. Uh, sleep. 120 minutes. He slept two, oh, <laughs> two hours. Sleep. So he says lost total drinking time out of 28 hours is 11 and a half oh, hours. He's, so he's you're telling me he's dreaming. Ten hours straight away.
0: Yeah.
1: Next point. A standard can of beer holds 330 mils. That means Boone drunk seventeen point one liters, uh, at least seventeen point one kilograms of actual weight. Yep. Okay, well it's just the fact. That, just that's, a fact. That's just the numbers. That's all it is. Boone had uh, had six hundred mils an hour. That works out as a very good bladder holds four hundred mil. Ah, oh, rubbish. Rubbish. I should he, drink he, seven or eight <laughs> pints
0: before breaking a seal. Well,
1: then he says, even allowing for him with the not breaking the seal. Yeah. Uh, Boone would have had to have gone to the toilet 42 times. Oh, it doesn't work like that. Nah, it doesn't. It's not does just it? like a nah. like a hose that's connected to a tap and it just goes through <laughs> and it just sort of flows through. Yeah. When you turn the nozzle off and it's ready to go again. Not how it works. But this there's like the, the purser. What's the purser? Is that the purser? Oh yeah, Peter that's the Ivers? guy
0: that looks after the drinks tray.
1: Okay, the purser counted the drinks and told the captain to circle London as Boone was behind Rod Marsh's (laughs) record number. Oh,
0: that's quite interesting. I've never heard that one before. I don't know
1: if that's a fact or if he's saying this doesn't sound right to me. Because then he goes on to say, there is no reason for the purser to lie to a bunch of drunken, idiotic cricketers who are desperate for a non-official record that doesn't mean anything.
0: Well, how That's wrong you! How a wrong kind he of a is! Fair
1: point. That's kind of a fair point. Thing I would ways.
0: be very concerned if the pilot started circling London. Yeah. For uh, Booney to get his last three cans in.
1: <laughs> then on the next week, he say uh, he's got he's going to comparisons. John Bonham, John Bonham, former drummer of Led Zeppelin, yep. died with a blood alcohol level of 0.3. Amy Winehouse was 0.4.
0: Oh, really? Was she? Yeah.
1: Okay. If Boone weighed a hundred kilograms. His blood, blood alcohol level was 0.
0: 0.53. Depends what he was drinking.
1: Well, again, this is all. But <laughs> comparisons don't aren't right. Half for me. of his blood John, was alcohol. John Bonham choked his own vomit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Winehouse, she would have had all sorts going on. Oh,
0: she did have yeah. all sorts going on. Yeah. So you know, you can't. But well, really she was tiny that. as well, though. She exactly. was like, she weighed forty kilos when she died. Yeah,
1: and sort of comparing a proper addict to like someone yeah. who's just, just going for it just loves brave drinking. Record. Yeah. So this is true. David Boone almost killed himself to break a record that probably wasn't true in the first place, Ugh. and that he probably didn't break.
0: Hmm. Mm. Wonder who. Wonder who this wonder scientist who this, is, I Rob. We'll have to he's, find out. He's bit of a cynic. Yeah, he is a cynic.
1: Sounds to me. I mean, the thing is, the whole point of greatest sporting benders. Yeah. Is it defies science and logic and reason. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's well, a, that's exactly right, and obviously, uh, I'm,
1: I'm a man of science. <laughs>
0: you are I, a man. I, I, Dr. Bryce yeah, over there. yeah you know? um, we should um, we should uh, we'll, we'll get it confirmed by Dr. Ev. we mm. need to bring Dr. Ev back and find out whether it is possible to drink 52 beers in 26 hours okay and then uh, we'll get to go the bottom go from of things we'll get it's an important issue what we'll do as well uh, for everyone listening on our facebook page if you look up 365 days of sport radio We'll put that graphic up on our uh, Facebook page and mm. a few people have a look at And then we can just start this mass discussion about yeah. uh, where we're at and whether people think it's actually true, whether anyone knows mm. somebody who was on that flight. There were probably been a few Victorians on that trip, 89, Merv. I just don't um, know like the
1: cynicism of he's not appreciating the effort that's gone no, into that going on to that vendor.
0: No, I know. That's one of the greatest Because I've heard stories as well that he was also drinking in the Qantas Club. Before getting on the flight, okay, a few and yeah, a few in a bit Dubai. More of a Wade Boggs' effort, yeah, a few in wherever they stopped off on the way, okay, as well. So uh, that fifty-two, they reckon it was probably about sixty-six. I've heard those rumours. Oh god! But he's there getting,
1: you go. Let's get into Wade Boggs' territory.
0: Well, Andre the Giant. Anyway, all right, we better take a break, Rob, and then we'll come on and bring it home. 165 days of sport. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life,
1: the facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, growing, now you know about the facts of life, the facts of life. Michael, we've had some response from... Uh, oh,
0: the SMS machine's gone mental. I've, I've been abused. And just to let you know, actually, Mr. Uh, SMS that ends in uh, 319, I'm not Pummy. I'll just let you know that. I don't mind everything else. You can call me whatever you like, but uh, don't call me a Pummy.
1: Anyway. Now, Randall Bone has texted him twice. He's asking if a lovers on before, but he's also... Said, I dare that scientist to challenge Booney to a drinking contest. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And I think that's a, that's sort of where I was at too. Yeah, There's no respect for a bender.
0: No, it's, I'd it's, love to. Uh, it's an endurance test. Do you know what? Qantas should do. They should put on this new Perth to London non-stop and just have a drinking session. Get the biggest drinkers in the world and see who can break the record.
1: I would. Yeah, just just line them all up. Line them up like that. Yep. Yeah. I think. Well, the thing, I mean, my friend of mine actually gave it a go one day.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, his name was Michael Olford. He was uh, identical to Henry VIII. He looked exactly like Henry VIII. <laughs> Big giant, as ginger, but from Rotorua. Yeah. And with a Māori accent. Oh. Don't forget that combo out. Nice. He had a crack at it on one New Year's Eve and sort of just very easily got to 44. Oh, all right. But... Uh, just passed, hit the just wall? sort of passed out <laughs> and then... Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Disappointing in the end.
0: Anyway. All right. What time is it? Where have we got? 11.48. Not too long to go. But... I'm, we're trying to squeeze stuff in, and I know oh, I got, get criticised this, because I, I got told the other day, I try and, we try and get too much information in, Rob. We're too educational. <laughs> Found it kind of a newish... Care too much. This is a newish sport, another newish mm. sport. It's not new, though. It's from medieval times. Right. It's along the jousting side of things. Yeah. The Armoured Combat League.
1: Armoured Combat League. Right. This, this is a sort of renaissance thing?
0: Kind of, yeah. Right. It's people dressing up in armour with maces... And swords, yeah. and also, and they just go all in fighting.
1: Sure, and these it, are actually made of steel with proper spikes.
0: This is real proper stuff.
1: So, so the goal is to try and kill your opponent.
0: Yeah, knock them on the floor.
1: Not actually kill, you, you like chop their head they're off. They're wearing armor, so yeah. you can't, you can't actually... physically chop their heads off. Right. I don't think a, so. There's a gap in armor. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the idea is not to kill them, though. Right. In all honesty, I, I don't yeah, it's a bit. So. Andre Sinu and Jay Brooks started the Armoured Combat League in 2011 when they found out there was a world championship for sword fighting in Europe. Mm. Uh, the Armoured Combat League is a sports league that has teams in cities all over the US and seven other countries. This just past weekend in the suburbs of Philadelphia, they hosted the World Cup. The World Cup of Armoured Combat Fighting.
1: Is this with these reenactments of historical events sort of type of thing? They do that, or is this just not? No, nah, this, no
0: is this is a new variation. A straight of Straight-out duel. Straight-out duel. But they also do three versus three versus three. So there'd be three or four teams fighting each other at the same time. Oh, combo. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds all right. So they do a single combat, one-on-one. Team combats of both teams of men and women. Three-by-three three women's tournament, five-by-five five men's tournament, uh, there's also 10x10, 10 10, 16 16x16 16 when they just get on it. Uh, but this is a brand, this is a flyer. This yeah. is no joke, right? This is a flyer. These people are out to kill each other. They have maces. Yeah. They have swords. Suit of armor. They smash each other. They, they're trying to kill, like, like you say. Have
1: you ever tried to wield a full
0: blown broadsword? They're heavy aren't they? Sword. No, I've never. Very heavy. Yeah. Anyway, this is off the flyer. Bring the kids, as this is a (laughs) family-friendly event where good sportsmanship will be the highlight of the day alongside full-force, full-speed armor combat with real steel weapons. And there's a disclaimer at the bottom. This is not a choreographed event. No one knows who will win the day. This is MMA with weapons, armor, and good friendships from all over the world. So
1: definitely bring the kids. <laughs> bring the kids. It's a
0: family-friendly <laughs> event. see
1: some violence, possible death.
0: It'll be a great I, um, laugh. I grabbed this. This is off their promo. Uh, this is kind of an interview promo video they did for uh, to highlight about the Armored Combat League. Mm. Some guys like to play in softball. Games. These are not those guys. If you've ever wanted to don a heavy suit of Game of Thrones-style armor and mercilessly beat the ever-loving crap out of your friends, you're in luck, because that's totally a thing. It's called the Armored Combat League, and it... Actually, you know what? Most of what you need to know is right there in the title. They're armored, they like to fight, and they like to do it in an organized league, you guys. I mean, come on. They may be insanely violent, but they're not completely uncivilized. Order amongst chaos. Documentary filmmaker David Freed spent some time with these extremely retro-minded sportsmen to figure out what exactly possesses a man to hack away at his pals with real edged weapons. You know, for fun or whatever. The Armored Combat League is a group of guys and girls who like
1: to dress up in medieval uh, combat armor, uh, wielding knives and axes and swords and... Uh, spears, everything you can imagine, at each other violently the goal of taking each other
0: down. How brutal is this? How badly bruised can you get? They were going at it without holding back. People get their teeth knocked out, their kneecaps bashed in, their arms broken. There's armored combat in divisions all
1: over the world. They want to legitimize this sport. They want to make it something that is
0: a valid uh, athletic pursuit. There we go. People get their teeth smashed in, their knees smashed out, whatever. Yeah, just for fun. Just going back in time again, and and no doubt it's hundred percent amateur. In fact, it probably cost them thousands of dollars to play or to smash each other. And look, the footage I've seen over the past few days, it's unbelievable. Do they
1: do they go to the extent of bringing it into their actual lives and it's like asterisks and obliques and they eat like just wild boar all the time of big giant legs? <laughs> to
0: probably a turkey, to a bit like you when you get into character. I think they might, but yeah. uh, no, it's just like they put them in a they they put some like safety fencing up to keep them in in the ring, mm. and then they just bash hell out of each other.
1: How does this happen? Like, how does someone? What, okay, so here we go. Yeah. Um, I've got an idea, everyone. <laughs> you know how back in the day knights used to wield swords and they'd try and maim each other? Yeah. We should keep doing that more. Yeah, now. yeah, we should. Bring it back. It's only 2017. Yeah, put on. yeah. I mean, what will happen is exactly what Beefy's just said. And their teeth smashed and kneecaps bent out of yeah. shape, just shattered. But um, well, people might pay to watch. And it will definitely be worth it. <laughs> definitely be worth I'll having pu- your leg broken. I'm, I'm going to put the that. footage
0: up on our Facebook page because it is just obscene. It really is. A, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe anyone would want to do it for a start, but, but they this do. this is a
1: step above proper jousting.
0: Yeah. Well, it is. And this is getting smashed with a sword. Yeah. Like a proper sword. Yeah. And a, a mace. You know, it's just ridiculous. One guy's got a shield. Yeah. And he runs at people, but he starts punching them. Hmm. They've got suits of armour and he's punching people.
1: Is it at the point where... <laughs> <it's> <laughs> just,
0: imagine that. It just, yeah, blows up. they have an
1: awards ceremony for the, the champion? You can oh. get a, get a trophy?
0: That's probably what it is.
1: Your leg might get broken, but you—you'll you pick up get... a little bit of plastic. Yep. With a... You could die, but you'll get a trophy. Yep. Yeah, nice. Good one.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else is racing there? Very high. Hey. Oh, this is up your street. Oh yeah. Beer mile news, Rob. Oh, a oh, mile. I've forgotten
1: a bit. I haven't been running much.
0: No, oh, haven't you?
1: Nah, boxing. Oh, mm. boxing. Oh, that's
0: interesting. Yeah. Corey Belmore broke the beer mile world record on the weekend mm. again. Canadian Corey Belmore broke his own world record in the beer mile by one second on Saturday night, lowering the four laps, four beers standard from 4 minutes 34 to 4 minutes 33. This is this is the best way to promote this sport. The race was held during halftime at a professional soccer match in California between the San Francisco Deltas and Jacksonville Armada. So he won by more than 30 seconds. Garrett Cullen came second in five minutes and seven. Um... Brandon Shirk, the first, fifth fastest beer mile of all time with 4.47, was disqualified for puking.
1: Oh, you can't do that. Now,
0: track and field journalist Cathal Dennahy set the Irish national record with his fourth place run in 5 minutes 25. That's, so,
1: I can't believe that, that number. Uh, 4
0: minutes 33. Yeah. Now, if you don't know about the beer mile, you start off at the race, you skull a beer, then you run 400 metres The second lap, you skull another beer, run another 400 metres, you do that for four laps. Yeah. This guy, Corey Belmore, has just sculled four beers and run four laps. So he's done a mile in four minutes, 33 seconds. Even
1: without the beer, that's still very fast.
0: That's unbelievably fast. That's ridiculous. It's crazy.
1: I mean, I'm not going for anything like that. No, we What's, what's your, I think we're eight, minutes 30, eight think. minutes thirty. I think eight
0: minutes or eight minutes thirty. We yeah. set for you. So in April, uh, the Melbourne International Beer Mar Rob is entering. He has started training. Yeah. We're trying to work out the perfect beer to skull. And then from there, we will uh, kind of push Rob forward. And we're trying to get you sponsored, actually, by Brooks. Now we've...
1: Uh, are they a beer label? No,
0: Brooks, they're uh, trainers and uh, athletic gear. Okay. So we well, should push Brooks. Welcome to, welcome to 365 oh, days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, We're getting some gear. i some...
1: running around with my train shorts with a big hole on the backside. <laughs>
0: World class yeah. gear for Rob. Anyway, Rob, it's the end of the show already. Oh. It's flown by. When are you going to give us two hours? Or um, a day, full day of us? I'm still on the drive show. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I'll, I'll tell that to management next week. Yes. Make sure they demand manage. it. Demand it. So, yeah. what's going on? It's just too quick. Good. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks to Masita. If you've got any sports where you need, get older, Masita. This has been 365 Days of Sport. We'll see you next week.